Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Ian Curran in the Irish Times reports that the Swiss regulator's decision to wipe out Credit Suisse AT1 bondholders ahead of shareholders is likely to lead to higher borrowing costs for Irish banks along with European peers. AIB, Bank of Ireland and Permanent TSB have just under €2.5 billion worth of additional Tier 1 or AT1 debt outstanding. These bonds are a key part of a bank's capital as they are specifically used to absorb losses if a firm goes bust. Still, up to now, investors who hold AT1 debt had expected to be ahead of ordinary shareholders in the queue to be repaid if the bank went under. The Swiss regulator's decision has turned that on its head for the moment. The market for these bonds has all but uh, come to a standstill following the Swiss announcement and is likely to shut for new in- new issuances, good body analyst John Cronin said in a research note. Even when the market does effectively reopen to issue new debt, banks are likely to face higher costs associated with them. The Financial Times reports that Wall Street Bank uh, chief executives are trying to come up with a new plan for the embattled First Republic Bank after a $30 billion lifeline failed to arrest a sharp sell-off in the lender's shares. The executives will discuss if anything more can be done for the California-based lender during the pre-planned gathering in Washington on Tuesday that is being organised by the Financial Services Forum, one of the main industry lobby groups, according to people familiar with the matter. Shares in First Republic, which have fallen by almost 90% this month, were down 47% alone yesterday, despite an attempt by 11 banks to stabilise the lender by depositing $30 billion into its accounts last week. That was prompted. That has prompted Jamie Dimon, the J.P. Morgan chief executive, who spearheaded the deposit plan, to explore other options to support First Republic. One of the possibilities under consideration is converting all or a portion of their deposits into a capital infusion. And I'll have more on these banking stories in a few moments. Sarah Collins in the Irish Independent reports that floodlit playing pitches, a dog run and seaside cycle paths have been added to Dublin Port's 2040 redevelopment plan, mainly to assuage local residents. Launching an official public consultation on the development, Barry O'Connell, Dublin Port's recently appointed chief executive, said he was excited for the future of the port and hopes to submit a planning application for the €400 million project in June, a few months later than anticipated. Construction is still expected to start in 2026. We wanted to make sure we got the consultation right in the context of a 20-year project, Mr O'Connell said. We don't want to rush it for the sake of a few months. Subject to planning, we don't see any delay to construction um, beginning. We, are st- we stayed very, very close to all the relevant stakeholders, so we would hope we have anticipated any of the potential problems. The plan, known as 3FM, is the third and final phase in the port redevelopment, focusing on the Pool Beg Peninsula in Dublin's eastern Docklands, leading to Dublin Bay. And we'll be speaking live to the Chief Executive of Dublin Port at half eight on News Talk Breakfast. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.